0: okay hello can you hear me yeah I can hear you
1: (laughs) great okay so um I didn't realize that it was going to connect so quick but (laughs) all right um okay so hi everyone namaste welcome back to my podcast um I'm here with uh why don't you go ahead and uh, introduce
0: yourself Hi, my name is Manithya Kodandyananda, but you can call me Kodandi. (laughs) All right, Kodandi,
1: um, it's good to have you here. Um, so, we talked, uh, my (laughs) hour, um, I'm still learning a lot about him, but, um, he goes by you know, and I've been following him for about a year now, you know, and I've been following Kodandi for about a year now. I found her YouTube about almost a year ago and I was just, I have been following her for so long and I really love her and I love her story just so we're here to talk about it and we're going to talk about her and how she came across G and whatnot and her. um. I originally had like 10 questions but then her and I realized it would have been like like a 3 hour episode. <laughs> okay, so um just okay, so your name is Kondandi. Uh so how did you come across uh, Swamiji? Swami
0: So this happened back in 2012 and at that time I was really really sick and really disabled and i had been really sick and disabled for a while and it finally reached a point where i decided i was not going to be employed at all anymore i was doing well enough in my own small business that i could go without employment and i was just going to do that and focus on my health and so I decided to really, really get disciplined about doing yoga. And so right. for a year, I did that. I'd been doing yoga for years, kind of on and off. But for a year, I was very, very disciplined about doing yoga and really focusing on my health here. I had a really incredible health transformation And that just, it opened me up to ask the question, what is the rest of yoga? And at that time, I was not looking for religion. I was not looking for a guru. I didn't know anything about Hinduism. I didn't know that that question would lead me to religion. I was expecting like, you know, diet or meditation or some of these other things that we have come to associate yoga with health and meditation with health and Ayurveda with health things like that I had no idea that this whole huge religion existed and so I was just searching on YouTube actually because I I realized that satsang was a word that was used to indicate teachings and so I was searching for yoga satsang on YouTube and finding all different kinds of things, all different people, gurus, I, I don't even know who all these people were. And it was like, you know, they're kind of boring, really. It's like these these old people wearing these white drapey <laughs> things, and I don't know what they're talking about, and I don't know if they know what they're talking about, and it was just not interesting at all. Right. And then. <laughs> One day, I I was actually having a really really bad day. Like 2012 was the year of hell for me. I was having a really uh, oh, bad yeah. Day. oh yeah, oh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so and so I just started searching for yoga satsang, like kind of to comfort myself. And that's when I came across Swami Chi. At the time, he was going by Paramahamsa Nityananda. And I remember so clearly that first satsang that I saw, it's still up on his YouTube. A lot of the old ones they've taken down, but this one is still up. And immediately I could see that he was different. And the way he spoke was very different. The way he dressed was very different. It was clear to me that this was very, very authentic. That this was not the same sort of, Watered down for Western people, sorts of things that are out there. That he was clearly very traditional and very authentic, and just immediately I felt such a strong connection. And so I looked him up online, and I went to the website, and there were recent photos of him um, doing the Kailash Yatra, and just immediately after watching that first satsang video and seeing his pictures on the website my depression was just cured like it was just gone. The depression lifted and I had a vision of him in my room there with me and I just it was like nothing I'd ever seen and looking on the website I realized there was a local temple. So I immediately made plans to go to this temple, and when I called them up, they said, "Oh, we're having a, a program this weekend. Come to the program." And right, you know, like I had no money, I had nothing. I'm like, "Yes," <laughs> and the money, the money came, the money came out of nowhere. I don't even know where the money came from, but it was like a <laughs> hundred, yeah, a hundred dollars for this weekend program. It was the the chakra program went and did the program i walk into the temple and immediately i start seeing auras and it was just entirely not what i was looking for but so much more than i ever knew was possible
1: wow that is wow that is just amazing um i myself like when i first found out about swamiji i was very skeptical my aunt told me about him and she had been following him for such for quite some time and I just I was like there's no way that this guy is real you know and when I went to go watch his thought songs and all that she sent me a link and I was like oh no he's probably just some guy claiming to be a god and whatnot," you know and it wasn't until I heard one of his thought songs and I cannot tell you how like how amazed I was about how authentic she really was and I swear I've never cried so much in my life like I was so I was so emotional because I never I I've never heard somebody tell me something so authentic and I was like it was that day I needed to hear you know and it's just, from there on I knew that he was real and I knew that 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 he was going to be the guy that I was going to be following you know he's authentic and real he's not like just, I don't know like I don't know and people talk about like God and stuff like that and, you know and I have nothing against people that believe in God and whatever you know but he's a real life person he's an avatar and you can actually connect with him in person and it's not just like some spirit that you're talking to and you can't really get the response back you know and so it was just really amazing when I first, like, and I was really skeptical at first you know and I've said that multiple times to a lot of people and now I'm just like wow like wow
0: (laughs) I think that's a really common experience and I think it's happening again now that there's this huge amount of interest in misusing his videos and misusing his image and making all of these memes and things like that that yes it's his image and his words are being misused but it's also getting getting him out into the world and people see him and and when they stop and listen to the rest of the song, they have these experiences seeing that he's authentic that he's real one of the memes that i saw going around uses a video of him laughing and for a while anytime i saw any of these you know memes and whatnot i would report them as you know abusive and and whatnot but, oh yeah oh yeah but I, I this one video of him laughing it's like so how many people are being exposed to this beautiful melodious sound of him laughing and now are right. going to look at what is he doing who is this person what is he saying and i just i can't imagine how many people are coming to Swami swamiji and learning about him for the first time and finding something absolutely wonderful because of some some stupid meme or some, you know, what was it? There was a cell phone commercial or something. I mean, just stupid things like that. And how even though it's really kind of abusive and misusing his image, it's actually bringing people in. Right. Yeah.
1: And I've, I've, I've had so many people that, like, actually reached out to me like, I when I said that I was going to be doing this episode with you, I had quite a few people ask me, like, who is he? is that the guy that like does, that had all these bad things you know, that everybody's accusing him of and I'm like, yeah, that's the guy but he's not doing any of those things, you know and yeah. everybody's just, everybody's just all hateful but at, at the same time because they're being hateful, they're learning so much about him that they're like whoa, I didn't even realize that he's not what everybody else is making him seem, you know so
0: yeah, yeah
1: Okay, so my second question for you is, how did you learn about the program in India? And?
0: So, so it was just through the temple. Mm-hmm. And I, when I first started, I was going to the temple every weekend. It's uh, it's something like a forty, forty-five 45 minute drive from where I am, depending on traffic was just like Bay Area, South Bay, Silicon Valley. Right. And so I was going to the temple every weekend. I was going to every event. The woman who was running at the temple, the woman who was running the temple at the time, she would call me up and be like, hey, we're doing something tonight. Come and see. And I'm like, I have no idea what this thing is that you're doing. but If you (laughs) say I should be there, I'll go. And I would just put on a sari and go. Right. I was really involved with the temple and heard about all the programs and everything going on there through them.
1: Well, that's that's really amazing, you know, um, I've always I've heard a lot about the, the temple there and that brings me to my next question, um, but what was it like living in the ashram and the adinum and what was the food like there? <laughs>
0: So I I am one of those people that absolutely loves living there and absolutely loves the lifestyle that I know a lot of people are not into it. They don't like living in the dorms. They don't like this. They don't like that. They don't like whatever. I am one of those people that I really love the sort of collective cooperative living style. Uh-huh. I really love living in the dorms. You know, in the in the dorms, it's just like a big room with bunk beds lined up, and everyone has their own little bunk. And you're pretty close to people. I mean, it, it can get really, really crowded in there during busy times of the year. And I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I loved having so many people around all the time. I loved having this amazing, huge diversity of people from all over the world speaking so many different languages I really loved it it was like sleepover every night it, it was wonderful I loved it there and I'm, I'm I really love just sort of the collective cooperative thing where everyone does their part everyone does their share everyone helps out with whatever needs to be done and there's no you know there's Anyone who, who questions, you know, why should I clean up after myself is, is not going to be happy. That shouldn't be in that kind of situation. But, right. You know, we all go in, we all take care of our own thing, and we all help each other out. And help keep the place running, keep the place in order. Right, and that totally makes sense.
1: You know, that's what they should do.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I just, I really love that kind of living. I really love that. The food The food is one of my favorite things there. I really <laughs> miss the food. <laughs> I know people have their opinions about the food, and when you come in for the paid programs, the food that they have is catered, and it's very fancy and elaborate, and all of these different things. But the, the food, food that we... The actual adding them is different. It's way different, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a lot it's simpler you know we don't get all the elaborate sweets and you know all of these things but i love it so so much <laughs> i miss it so much it's mostly mostly traditional south indian style and it all comes right. from this one particular cookbook that is you know in hinduism they have a huge amount of scriptures and these scriptures include cookbooks and so there's this one that that gives all these recipes and so all of the food that is served comes from recipes from this one particular cookbook and so it's very healthy sattvic food Um, no no mushrooms no tomatoes they generally avoid cauliflower because um, in india they use really traditional farming methods, and so right. It's, right. like, super organic, and so cauliflower ends up having a lot of bugs in it, and they don't want to kill the bugs, so they don't use cauliflower. Right,
1: because bugs have feelings, and mushrooms have feelings, and that's also why I've, I've learned, like, my thea, she told me that the reason why she doesn't eat mushrooms, uh, I'm a vegetarian, so <laughs> I still eat mushrooms and whatnot, but I've recently learned, because when she told me, she told me that mushrooms have feelings, and you know, and H- Hinduism, the whole thing about Hinduism is you don't, you don't harm animals. You don't harm anything that has feelings, you know, and that's, just, that's another reason why I was so interested in the fact that Hinduism itself, is such a beautiful, beautiful culture. Like, oh my gosh, it is amazing. And I, I personally love Indian food like, if I could live every day off Indian food, I really would, because I love Indian food. I'm not, I'm not talking about like chicken or anything like that. I'm talking about like the vegetables and everything that you need, you know, the curries and everything. Like I've, I've actually had vegetarian curry and vegan curry, you know, and I've made some myself, you know, and I, I love it. Like I love Indian food, you know. Um, I've always talked about wanting to go to India and staying there at the Arirang, or maybe
0: just going to the 21-day um,
1: the, the program. Um, what is it called again?
0: Um, so right now, the program is called Paramashiboham. Right. But that could change next year or the year after. Right. But yeah, I've always talked about
1: it, you know. And people don't realize, like, it's so... You know, everybody has their own beliefs and everything. And I've always been the one to be like... You know, whatever you believe in, you know, that's okay. Um, but people are so against um because they don't realize that he speaks the truth, you know. He's the truth that the people, that people are usually, people are usually on the spiritual path, you know. They always talk about their higher power, you know, and that's really important, you know. Um, but they don't realize that what he speaks is he speaks the truth. He will not filter anything. He'll tell you the truth about, you know, he's very fierce. You know, he's a fierce thing. Um, and that's just something that I've always I always craved for so long. And it's just mm-hmm. it's just so nice to see, to hear that, and to have that in my life, you know. Yeah,
0: that is very true. And it's it's part of the reason why there's so much controversy that people feel about him because on one hand he says a lot of things that they like but on the other hand he's also saying things that could be challenging to them and it is it is exactly what it is you know either you rise up and face the challenge or you don't and you move along
1: exactly. and it's just
0: you know your choice what do you do
1: yeah I had a I was watching one of my friends YouTube and she was talking about that today in her YouTube. She was talking about challenges, and she said that challenges are one of the things that people usually have a hard time facing like with the morning schedule she was literally just saying that that's so crazy that we're talking about that but she was talking about the, the reason why 80 percent of the people that leave the auditorium and don't end up staying there is because they cannot deal with the morning schedule waking up at 3 30 in the morning and going to puja at 4 a.m and then yoga you know most people can't deal with that and that's just you know it's just it's not for everyone but for those for, want to do it, and they are wanted to be committed to that life,
0: you know, they can, you know? know. Yeah, and I I always thought it was so strange that so many people rebelled against this morning routine because it's like that's the bare minimum. Like, if you came all this way and you want what Swamiji is offering, and you cannot do the absolute bare minimum minimum possible and also that you're choosing to sleep and lie in bed unconscious when you could be awake and alive I mean you can sleep anytime after the morning routine you can go back to bed and you know you can go to bed early if you want but to just lie in bed unconscious when there's this opportunity to be
1: awake and alive right there's so much you could do And that's also what she was saying. It's so crazy that we're talking about this, but, you know, and it's true. Like every time you, you even say this and you, and when you talk about it in your YouTube videos, it, it gives me a realization that I don't have to be sleep because I used to sleep until like 12 or one o'clock in the afternoon. And this morning I woke up at 6 30 and that's a brand new step for me I mean I've been doing it for the past couple days and where I just wake up and I have a lot of energy and I don't even need to go back to sleep or take a nap or anything like that because I have so much energy and I have so much um I just feel so alive you know and I never used to feel like that I never used to feel like that I used to feel so depressed and I never wanted to get out of bed you know And, and every morning now I watch his older older episode of his thought song you know if he doesn't have a thought song that day I would watch his older videos you know and that really helped me get through my day because of him like he is the reason why I'm still able to be here and be alive right now you know yeah uh, and that was there's there's so much
0: yeah that was one of the most important things that I discovered when I first went to the Adena I was having issues. I was really depressed. I was really having a hard time. But depression really thrives on keeping us slow and low and lazy and in bed. But having a reason to get up in the morning, having a morning routine, having to check in, having to, you know, stand up and and be counted, get you out of bed. And that, for me, was enough. Just getting up and doing the Morning routine, it just completely broke the depression pattern in me. Yeah,
1: I, I, I don't know. He's done so much for me, and it's so I've never felt so much more alive now than I have before. You know, um, when I was on drugs, I used to say that I felt more alive doing drugs mm-hmm. than being sober, and. I don't feel that way anymore like this is gonna sound kind of funny but I feel high all the time like I feel high off life and I know people that say that they're like oh they're just trying to be sarcastic but when they say that but I mean that because I feel high off life and that's so much better than being high off drugs you know and that's yeah it's just it's just amazing he's so amazing
0: yeah you don't get sick from being high on life but you sure as hell get sick from drugs and alcohol oh yeah (laughs) oh yeah oh
1: yeah um yeah i think that's a i think that's a wrap um i'm so glad we did this interview um yeah i think thank you for having me of course of course um i will link down all your social medias down below um, okay. So people can go and follow you as well and watch your YouTube and whatnot. Um, okay. But thank you so much for coming on to my show, and I hope you have a wonderful Saturday. Thank
0: you, thank you. I'm uh, I have to drive back down out to the place. So long <laughs> drive ahead of me. Yeah. yeah, but thank you. And I'm I'm so glad you got up early this morning and are feeling so energetic. I hope that pattern continues. I hope you can really cultivate that and oh, harness. Thank that. you so much. <laughs> thank yeah. you so much. All right. <laughs> Namaste. Namaste, Nityanandam. Nandam.